escape to the metaverse But act like you know, yeah You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah uh, Escape to the metaverse Better act like you know, yeah You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah Dude, how are you, man? Pretty good, man. Got out of the house, so no more crying baby. That also that's always a big bonus point, especially when we have to record something. No worries about baby barging into the room. Yes, dude, trust me. I know the feeling. My dog does it to me now, periodically, <laughs> uh, which is why I sort of hole up. And my dog tries to find me. Cool, dude. What's uh, what's top of mind? I definitely we we want we want to give a shout out to Michael Lightning. He I think he airdropped us an edition of Golden Apple of the Forest. Um, totally. Yeah, you got one too. Yeah, yeah. I saw it and I was I almost thought it was spam at first and then I saw his tweet and I'm like, oh shit, actually legit. Actually I didn't even see his tweet. What uh I didn't I, I saw it but didn't even know why I got it. Why did I get it? He he sent it to folks at Async Art and folks at the Whip Meetup, aka us, I guess. Um oh, shit. I just retweeted it a little earlier this morning. He tagged just the Whip Meetup. That's probably why he missed it. Oh nice. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, Very but cool. it's it's perfect symbolism. We can shout yeah. that out. I, I was digging through my my old OpenSea profile, and I saw all these old uh, NFT NF tweets from like late 2020, early 2021, and I was like, oh shit, I have like I have an X copy, and I just was digging down the rabbit hole there, and X copy had had minted like 23 tweets uh, using huh. valuables, and it was just like one of these like little archaeological yeah. NFT digs, and I'm like, oh shit, folks probably cool, we should you should shut up, dude. This is good shit. We should, we should just like let it let it rip. Seriously, this is cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's mark this point in time. Uh, Dragonite, please don't really interrupt us. But uh, this is the start of the official new episode of the Matthew and Rizzle show. I would never rudely interrupt the Matthew and Rizzle show during recording. Uh, what up, dude? We're back yeah, another week. Yeah. What, what, what do you want to chew on? Uh, what do you want to get into for the first topic? Uh, Dude, I'm I'm in the middle of like a lot of things right now. I I got the Rizzlefest ticket like public uh public sale goes live today, which to be honest, I'm not like anticipating a huge uh I, I feel like most of the people who I know who are in our circle who are coming got a ticket already. Uh so I have no idea what to expect, but I'm in the middle of like organizing that and packing for ETH Denver to LARP as a reporter uh for the rest of the week um organizing the whip uh as well for thursday which i'll i'll be at uh despite being in east denver which should be another fun one uh so a, a lot of stuff like sort of personally going on within the space that has prevented me from like really getting a good feel for like what's going on uh within the context of the space but honestly you know i was thinking about this the other day man like uh i i feel like uh the the space has just gotten the the tech has gotten so fun a lot of the new tech is like so fun and the space just seems like very stale uh in general so i don't like miss uh being like uh, i don't know on like the the ground floor of like every single new project coming out or whatever because i just feel like you know periodically there are exciting things and and like really interesting things that come out and actually nada alex is like 
doing something interesting that I couldn't figure out. And I was like in conversation with Kuroki uh, earlier trying to decipher what is happening with chain faces. And he's doing like some weird thing where you can like send them to the ordinals contract or whatever and i'm like all right cool on nate like nate's always like uh i don't know i feel like in the bear market doing some weird blockchain uh experiment or something so i i love like coming across stuff like that but uh i don't know man you were talking about it like earlier uh how you're doing like a little archaeology in your own collection before i think we started officially recording uh and i feel like i'm having a lot of fun like doing the same type of stuff, man. I, I feel like at this point in the scene, like uh, I'm like in a pretty good spot in terms of like, you know, having a lot of like fun people to work alongside with who like are sort of heads down right now, like building fun stuff and like working alongside each other and everything. So uh, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm hitting the adage of like, you know, heads down building in the bear market type of thing, but that's, that's where the fun is at right now. Yeah, I definitely vibe with your comment that things, at least in a portion of the space, feel more stale than they have been. Um, it's, I think, a cleanse is happening. Some capitulation from some just terrible actors is beginning. I think I just saw a tweet earlier today. Ryan Carson is selling his quote unquote like forever punk. <laughs> People are like, "Yo, I thought it was your forever punk. Why are you listing it, bro?" Um, so he's exiting i think he had a tweet earlier this week or end of last week he's like i'm winding things down like taking a step back and sorry bye (laughs) ttfo that's the type of stuff that like i was like heavy on the the troll game for a while there especially when these people like really like uh him like and and a lot of other people sort of like you know started overlapping our scene and talking more about nfts and like it was just like, uh, you know, all these outsiders with big voices sort of entered the space and it was like so frustrating and annoying. And I was actually like having a good time sort of like digging in and I got blocked by like a bunch of people like trolling them and everything because I was just sort of like, you know, these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, and turns out I was like largely correct. Uh, but also like I even got bored of like trolling people, which had like been fun when they were all like, you know, entering the space. And it was like sort of new within that context, like the the vibe around here and everything. But I'm like, dude, even that got old. I'm like, it's just the same shit from like a different loud voice. And, and they're constantly a lot of these people are constantly doing that, you know, saying one thing and then like doubling back on it later on. Like we've just seen it so many times before it's yeah. not even like worth calling out and and i'm i just I, I feel like i've taken that time and spent it like making fucking ai frogs and uh i'm enjoying it much better <laughs> yeah i mean in the middle of that stagnation and capitulation it, it just opens up the ability to see see other things like we were just talking uh Maiko lightning at airdrop dust and some folks at async art in addition of uh their golden apple of the forest i saw that in my wallet yeah. And then I saw later a tweet from him. I'm like, oh, shit, that's a real thing. Oh, I was really stoked. So big shout out to, to Michael for hooking us up with that, that gorgeous uh, point to list work. Um, it honestly feels like a really a badge of honor to kind of go through another bear and have an artist like Michael, um like hit us up with that and airdrop it to us. It's it's really sweet. I mean, there's that. And it's still been tripping off of Pindar von Arman's, uh bike ends since last week. Scooped another one of those 100% on-chain bike ends and just been digging into to that community on their Discord. And some great people over there that are just in it for the art, um, in it for all like the Easter eggs and the puzzles and like all the, the 
the secrets that Pindar, very similarly to, to Matt Cain, has baked in to that project. So it's been very cool there. And honestly, just the, the discussion on like what tech and what tools emerged over the last um, like rule pool has been interesting too. I had a tweet the other day, pretty hyper hyperbolic, um, just talking about how 1155s kill provenance. It's not 100% accurate, but I just... I wanted to throw it out there because I saw like a recent project um, drop a like a hundred editions, all eleven fifty fives, and folks are spending like five, six, seven ETH on these like NFT posters. Which NFT posters are good; they they have a purpose, but just the sums of money seem crazy, especially because like the the individual eleven fifty five copies. It's not easy to record that chronology of ownership. Especially if, like, you have a collector on the secondary collecting from multiple people, then it's totally lost at that point. But it's probably more accurate to say that 1155 provenance is more of a muddy provenance because you can see, like, the on-chain record of sales, at least. So, you know, in the past, who owned a copy at one particular point in time? And just getting into conversations and, like, really hyper nerdy and, and nuanced um, discussion on like what are the trade-offs between 721s and 1155s that's been cool and like this stagnation has opened up that that aperture of conversation which i thought was pretty cool if not yeah. super extremely nerdy no dude i feel like we are probably in the minority in terms of the people within the space who like actually understand and appreciate the differences like of those tokens and you know we've uh had this conversation in the past and, and then like uh actually point shark sur surfaced and had like done uh 721 like right on the heels of that and was sort of like yeah point shark like gets it uh i mean the, it's it's so tempting i feel like if you don't really appreciate the the token aspect of it uh to just do the cheaper version of it and and then up until this point you had a lot more options with the 1155 in terms of like burn options for people doing these like manifold drops and everything and it, it was and i believe they've adjusted that or they've like implemented something for 721s now to sort of streamline that process a little better but uh up until this point i, I feel like it's sort of been uh you know by use of uh, or by the by proxy of how easy they were to like do weird things with or whatever 1155s like almost became a default in a lot of people's minds but uh but you're right man and you wonder if that like piece of consumer education like ever really gets out there in like the public eye or if like to 90 percent of the people who collect nfts they just want the thing that they want you know in their wallet or whatever and and don't really care what's being done on the back end of things uh but i mean the longer the space it, goes it was, on the it's interesting like um it, it was interesting to see in the comments, like some folks really just don't give a fuck, like serious collectors too, like folks that I've had like deep DM chats with, like they surfaced and they're like, I don't fucking care who owned like my copy or like my edition. Um, to them, 1155s, there's just like a lot more benefits that outweigh those trade-offs. And I was like, oh shit, that's really interesting um, that it's not so like black and white as, as I was thinking. So like those, those conversations and it like, started to blow up um like maybe 24 hours after i had the original tweet folks weighing in um on both sides of the aisle and i was like this is good like this sort of discussion conversation is really cool to see yeah i mean 
you, you, I mean, you see it with like every, especially like during the bull market. And again, we're starting to see like a lot of these, you know, alternatives die out or like, you know, sort of show their cards in terms of like not being practical options for people. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like every time there's like one of these big run ups, people sort of flock to whatever the the hypest, you know, side chain, alt chain, altcoin, like whatever is. And there is this big influx of people who are just like, I don't care if it's a completely centralized blockchain. I don't care what kind of token it's on. I don't, you know, they're, they're just trying to like get their shit in the hands of as many people as humanly possible. And, uh, and I, and I do feel like 1155s are, you sort of have like a, a hint of that in terms of, you know, that being like the Ethereum version of, I don't give a fuck. I'm just trying to spam the shit out of like anyone who's willing to collect something on like mainnet or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to get it in their hands as easy as possible. Um, and you know, the, the, it certainly has its like use cases and applications and everything, but I, I tend to agree with you, man, especially if you're spending a lot of money on something that you look at as a piece of art and not like a blockchain experiment or like, you know, something, a utility token for a video game or like, you know, whatever, something that you don't necessarily need or care about the previous history. I, I mean, I think there's a fair point to be made that you could always care about the previous history if there was a way to streamline that. But, yeah. uh, but you would think on like a high end collector's level, like you want the, the the token is part of it right like that's always been like sort of the whole mantra of the whole thing and it's like dude if you i don't know yeah it's it's tough dude because i'm i'm also like of the philosophy that like i think a lot of people just like shit and if something resonates with them yeah as long as it's not going to disappear they don't give a shit about the inner workings or you know what the canvas is made out of per se uh, but also like if your canvas sucks and it's going to like rot or some shit or like disappear or like, uh, not that 1155s are going to do that, but, uh, I don't know, man, it's a, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. And, uh, again, the nuance is cool. And the fact that we have space to, to kind of highlight and discover that nuance before like the energy comes back or, or like the next wave catches hold is pretty cool. The other thing that we were talking about before we started recording or like before we started officially recording, I was doing a little like NFT archaeological dig over the weekend, um, like looking at my old uh, OpenSea profile. And I saw all these uh, NF tweets that I had minted um, before I left sent, like with the valuables tool back in 2020, early 2021. And I came across some of uh, like a, a tweet that X copy had minted and, and sold to me. And I was like, oh, shit, I have a I have a one of one <laughs> X copy tweet. And I was diving in. I was like, I wonder how many other tweets he actually minted because he had gone off at that time. I don't know if anyone remembers back when like minting tweets was like had a viral moment in uh, like around Thanksgiving, Christmas 2020. X copy and Robness were like the two main accounts that were just going fucking off and talking about like nf tweets and nfts and that whole shit but xcopy ended up only minting 23 total tweets um all signed using his his artist signature his eth address the xcopyart.eth and uh of those 23 there are three tweets that were just all emoji art and it was just one of those oh, yeah. I all the emoji tweet art during that time that was crazy yeah, yeah. I got one from Twisted Vacancy, RIP, um, before he was discovered to have, like, a team of, like, 57 workers, like, scouring the web, putting together his 
his his works of art that he had mentioned back in the day. That's like a, a super tangent, but um, it was pretty cool to see. Um, and I know a lot of people like have forgot about that, but all those tweets are were minted on Polygon, um, 721 standard, and because like their text and emoji, like it's all on chain. Like you can't even if the original tweets were deleted, like the NF tweets like will persist as long as Polygon remains a thing. So thinking about like Dude. when to share that and yeah we'll be curious to see if anyone else goes in and, and does their own archaeological dig and, and see if there's anything of value there and how those nf tweets will age so curious to see how that goes but i was pretty stoked to see had some cool tweets that i had scooped from folks um in the space mainly from like the got cody x copy but then we have um make mirage and um a bunch of folks that were coming more from like uh, the traditional crypto side of things kind of served as a an entry point for them to figure out and find out about what what nfts are back in the day so cool we'll see how it ages no dude it is cool man that, that's you know honestly been one of the most disappointing things of you know sort of us us meaning like the space going mainstream is i feel like the main i think we were all sort of like hoping everyone who's been around for a while is sort of hoping that like all the old shit would get drudged up and people would appreciate like how cool some of this stuff is although it's it's so funny man i gotta take a step back for a second and just like acknowledge how funny it is that like nf tweets are now like sort of an archaeological dig it just seemed like the newest craziest hype like thing at the time and now you know here we are you know quite a while later um but yeah but you're on point with your uh you know reference to it being like sort of archaeological dig at this point and and dude you know i I think about stuff like the old crypto voxels wearables and stuff like we used to give out so many like og wearables at like the whip on mainnet and everything and like some of these like real niche like collections that have like that are important and have been around for a while like it feels like the same like 40 people who cared about them then like still care about them (laughs) now and that circle hasn't expanded but uh, but it's it's cool, man, dude. And that like I feel like that concept, you know, was not bad, and it was never really lost, man. Like Marble Cards essentially does that now with Marble Cards. You can you know mint a tweet using them, uh, and it and it looks nice. It like captures the image. Uh, and since I've been like putting out these uh, you know these AI art pieces that I've been making just like randomly, you know, on my Twitter or whatever, uh, every now and again I get like a request for a marble card signature. Like someone has minted one of those tweets and everything. Uh, and I'm I'm sure there's no uh, or or very little, at least not for me, like secondary market for these things. But it it is it is still like a cool concept, and it's cool to see like people like just sort of intrinsically collecting those types of things for the sake of like, they just liked it, you know, they're, they're collecting it. I, I doubt they're trying to, or have any high hopes of being able to like, you know, flip my autographed frog tweet for like a ton of money down the line or whatever. But, uh, and, and there were like a ton of NF tweets like minted then too, that were like just in the spirit of like, trying this out collecting like interesting comments you you know sort of rapid experimentation um just out of curiosity man was that was that project bagged or whatever or like is that still active or i I feel like uh jack dorsey sold the tweet for like an absurd amount of money and then that was it was over yeah Yeah, he sold it for 2.6 million and uh the bag holder on that one like we had been trying to resell it and i think like the top bid on it is like $13 $13 or something. Um, no, like if you go to v.cent.co, um, any of the, if, if you had collected 
or minted any of your tweets, you'll be able to log in and see that. They limited the scope of what you can, like you can't make offers on tweets anymore, but you can mint your own tweets and then put those on sale. Um, so the, like the bid or offer making ability has been stripped. Um, I think there's just a whole bunch of like spam and like wash trading going on essentially. People that don't do Twitter account that, I don't know why you would do that, but um, you know, people are crazy when it comes to like cryptos and wash trading. So they got rid of that, but it's still, it's still technically a thing. And again, the tweets are on chain, so it doesn't matter what happens. But I think the one, the one nuance that people had not withdrawn the tweets that they had collected, they're still sitting in like, um, like an omnibus wallet from sent and you have to make like a, a manual request to have those minted tweets sent to your on-chain address. So if anyone is going in on this archaeological expedition um, and you see these old tweets and you want to you want to sell them or list them or whatever, you just need to make that request to have them withdrawn to your ETH address. It's funny, you just got me thinking, man, these like, these like micro like wash trading economies that spin up like sort of, you know, across the board. And I feel like it happens, like it can happen anywhere and happens anywhere. And like when there's like a little crack for someone to sort of squeak in a bot or like take advantage of some shit that it's like almost inevitable. And, and it just seems to like, it, whenever you find a space that like doesn't have that, uh, oh, dude, when, when we did the... Uh, Moniverse advent calendar the week that i think it was async week it, it might have been oh async week was the first one that got botted uh but it didn't seem like we were like okay maybe like a few you know things got botted but whoever botted it the first time figured it out the second time around and dropped like three thousand it was like you know 30 people showed up for this event but then like suddenly within the span of 10 minutes like three thousand eth addresses were like dropped in the guest list and <laughs> this shit is like nuts man it's like you're, you're constantly if you're doing anything cool playing like whack-a-mole versus these like uh you know bots and like wash traders and people just trying to like strip every penny out of your shit no anything that can be gamed will be games um yeah as soon as people figure out how to actually do that you're seeing it on blur like the the whale accounts that are generating the most or farming the most blur you're seeing that a lot of them are just wash trading amongst themselves so they can farm more blur it's it's a, a tale as old as time, honestly. Dude, I was gonna say, didn't you have like post something about that? How like we've seen this like literally from like many marketplaces uh, up I until mean, now. It started with Rarible. We saw the same thing, and then Looks Rare was part two, and then people were acting like Blur was changing the game, and it's like it's the same same incentive. Like I guess they're spreading out the Blur farming over a longer period of time, but the same it incentivizes the same behavior long-term people will figure out how to game it and, and that bullshit so i would love to, your take on this man so i was like uh i was doing a little not like trolling of like tom moore but like going back and forth with him a little bit on twitter and i love tom moore but he was he was talking about how like basically probably insinuating that like open sea token if they were to do a token would end up being like the same shit like and it's you know it, it's not none of these tokens end up being you know serving a great purpose or whatever and they all end up getting like wash traded and like it's a bunch of bullshit and i was like i was sort of like well fuck tom man i want c token man i'm if they <laughs> if they release that shit uh i've been around long enough that i probably get some c token or qualify for some shit or whatever uh but to your point and probably his point as well like 
I feel like none of these marketplaces have really introduced a token in a way that like incentivizes anything but like whoever figures out how to wash trade the best to like again just game it and squeeze out as as much as possible so uh i guess my question is man do you have thoughts on like OpenSea like releasing or not releasing a token and any type of path forward that would like not incentivize something like that i mean how how the airdrops have been done to date so like looking at past work doing a big airdrop and then having like a really simple mechanism to farm more that's it makes no sense to me it makes no sense like what's the purpose of a blur token anyway outside of like getting rich and trading and speculating on the coin itself like does it unlock something like do you gain membership in a DAO? maybe like do people even really participate in DAOs? how they're currently structured like look at super super rare and the rare token it's like you can use your token to vote in space races and that's pretty much it <laughs> it serves no other purpose if people release a token the token needs to have some like really clear valuable utility one and then how it's how it's actually structured and released i think that's the most important part yeah doing like an initial airdrop that you haven't talked about and like had zero kind of speculation around to begin with it's probably a good place to start but like Brian Flynn over at, at Rabbit Hole has talked about this over and over of how like traditional airdrops are just like the worst way to incentivize like the real user engagement. And he and his team have been trying to figure out ways like using Rabbit Hole as, as a tool to help come up with like conditional airdrops to incentivize more like actual valuable um, on-chain work that helps support like the whole network um, more meaningfully and um, in a way that's less prone to, to being gamed and shit like that i think his focus is trying to structure quests towards that end again it's a work in progress but i don't think anyone has the answer now and for people that are just like yo let's introduce a token at this point in the game it's just setting themselves up for that short-term speculative burst that will probably fizzle out um and at the very worst like totally wreck the network and any sort of quote-unquote community that had existed around it before because as we know like the, those sorts of like speculative incentives fuck the the whole kind of ethos of communities up very 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 quickly when done poorly yeah dude totally um and i feel like this is sort of goes back to what we were saying in the beginning about like the space being like sort of stale because again man there's like the the blur thing i'm just circling back to what you said i'm like we've just we've seen this like so many times right it's like airdrop to the community uh and then like a bunch of it gets dumped and then right you get accepted to a DAO, and then you can use that token to buy shit like from that platform or whatever and people can also list it in that token and then you've just like you know basically spun up a shit coin that's like you know does the same thing as every other platform's shit coin and you know and you're right that speculative bubble it's just we've just seen it like so so many times and there's so few tokens out there that actually have like cool utility um or at least uh, i don't know man I actually i feel like avastars actually did a pretty cool job in terms of like giving a token to their holders early on that had like a clear purpose and you could use it for this one thing. And that was to like make a replicant. And that process was pretty cool. And like, of course there was like some speculative, like 
waves that came alongside of this token and there's like some scarcity involved and everything and uh i i actually haven't had a chance to play around with that in like quite a long time uh but i'm like at least it's like an example of like this token serves like a clear purpose in the context of this project and if you like this project and you want to do cool things or interact with this project it makes sense for this project to have some sort of like thing that allows you to do that or whatever and and you know it's an early experiment in like tokenomics and like you know that kind of thing as well uh and and so and there are certainly other examples of that like not a ton that i can think of off the top of my head uh but a lot a lot of non-examples of that and the ones that blow up are just the same shit you know and and but also you see people gearing up for the same shit they're like all right here's the same shit time to get the wash trading uh you know skills out and fucking grind that shit out uh it's it's just no play the 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 best tokens are i mean first of all like sidebar yeah avastar is the next like item to their box to check when it comes to like an archaeological expedition that there's so much to explore i totally forgot about that coin that you need to use to make your replicant i gotta go back and check that out but like the best tokens out there like the ones that people actually use for things beef paying for gas matic to to interact with the polygon network and all the shit that's going on over there right and <laughs> i think that's that's pretty much it i did man <laughs> I mean, Bitcoin for like the once a year random transfer, like airdrop that we're doing, and <laughs> token smart, um, like party or something like that. But that's it's pretty much it. It's like a really small, limited list. I mean, of course, stables too, but that's that's a little bit different. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, yeah, I've, I've qualified for like a, enough airdrops uh, at this point that I and I I can't think of any that I didn't completely treat as like a speculative dump <laughs> like you know like all right when's when's the best time to dump this shit coin that <laughs> someone sent me yeah the only the only airdrop that like i didn't entirely dump was op for the optimism network because i sort of saw that as as like a new a pneumatic or polygon or whatever so i as soon as i got the airdrop i i sold one he needed to for for taxes i got a pretty massive one across a couple wallets actually and so what I needed for taxes and a little more for profit just in case it went to zero. But I held on to the rest and like it's been hovering around three dollars. It went up like not super high, but like much higher than the, the original listing price, obviously, when it was when it dropped. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And it's I've been treating it more like a bonsai tree. <laughs> like I haven't done anything on optimism since like before the airdrop, it, shout out Brian Flynn and Rabbit Hole again. They had like a quest and I was interacting with Rabbit Hole and getting a badge. And that's what actually led me to get so much of the airdrop. Um, but since then, I haven't really used it. There's not been a project that's popped up over there, but I still have like a healthy stash that's been appreciating, I'm guessing, because like there is real legit activity on optimism people are building things over there so they need the token for for those purposes similar to matic that's the only exception actually that's interesting man i i and i haven't i haven't dumped all of mine but uh, i'm sort of do what you're doing with a lot of mine too i'm like well this is like you know maybe has a chance of going up at some point so i'm i actually i don't think i've dumped any of my super rare uh token and probably should have when it was like uh at its peak or whatever but there's like 
I don't know. I feel like sort of a attachment to a lot of the artists and like, you know, people involved in super yeah. throughout the, the space and history and everything. Um, optimism. Interesting, man. I was like salty. I got some optimism, but I was like salty that I didn't qualify for like the next round or whatever, because of, I don't know, whatever, whatever they dug up in my wallet, didn't qualify me. And I dumped that shit. <laughs> uh, but probably would have hung on. Uh, I don't, but, but so, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it it would be cool to see uh, more of that and like cool people, but dude, I feel like also like you know near particle is like a great example of like cool tech that like nobody. It seems like a ghost town over there for the most part, and uh, and there's a lot of that out there too. Where I feel like uh, I don't know enough about optimism to like you know know how good it is or whatever but uh it also seems like that doesn't matter <laughs> too much either like people tend to like glom onto things like i dude actually flow well, is like a great example coinbase is um like they're utilizing to launch their their base um programmer or whatever I, okay. i'm not dug into the details of what coinbase is doing but that like they're the the latest and, and obviously the biggest example of folks that are building on optimism for okay. like whatever they're aiming for and like that's that's great signal that's a legit company that yeah. has like embodies the ethos of crypto more or less obviously there's a lot of criticism i'm sure you could throw at coinbase and people have bad memories in the past of like when the market's pumping and dumping like not being able to buy <laughs> like the crypto because coinbase is a little is, sus <laughs> it's always fucking breaking at that point i haven't heard uh coinbase breaking in a long time but like back in the day that was definitely a huge criticism but like that's huge um um and then like seeing that signal is great versus like near a lot of promise but again like we, we just don't hear anyone really doing anything over there and ghost town is probably a good way to describe it um and if there are people building over there just they just haven't let people know that they're still building or they haven't let people know that there's uh, projects or, or tools available that people can interact with um, to kind of increase the price of, of those tokens. It's it's this crazy that for builders, like you're building cool things, but then it's like you got to market it. And if you don't do the marketing effectively, then it sucks. But if you're building something that like people want, even if you do market, it's it's tough, man. Being a builder in this space is so, so tough. It seems so easy. And it's like, we just got to get a token. People can buy it anywhere around the world. And then you're actually doing it. You're like, oh, shit, people people aren't seeing it. Or they forgot about it. Uh, it's it's this endless treadmill. You you realize how much of this shit like really comes down to marketing and everything, which is... Yeah uh you know kind of a shame in some sense because you know you miss a lot of like the coolest shit if you just pay attention to the flashiest stuff but like also to your point man it's like uh, you know if you can build like the coolest thing in the world but if you don't have a way of like telling people about it you're just stuck with like your cool thing and dude i, I feel like when the the space expanded so rapidly you know stuff like near protocol was set up to catch the masses that were coming in when the space was expanding so rapidly. And so there's a lot of like cool projects who are, you know, I think were sort of positioning themselves as if that sort of pace would continue, or we had like at least captured some significant audience that wasn't going anywhere. Uh, but now it just seems like, you know, the, the whole space is a ghost town, you know, beyond, 
you know, sort of like the, the influencers and like, you know, people sort of loudly shilling their like new boring stuff or whatever. But in terms of like the, the super fans and like the people who are actually like in the thick of it using this stuff like day in and day out, uh, it seems like it is pretty much a ghost town, which is how I, th I feel like everyone ended up building on ETH for the most part in the first place uh i i mean tech aside i mean we know how marketing can like sway people uh but it seemed like that was where the people were <laughs> and it's like if you didn't want to sort of go off into your own ghost town even if it's like really cool tech doing something different like who wants to get sort of siloed uh away from the only crowd who like really gives a shit about what you're doing you know yeah and like the ghost town it's a relative ghost town compared to the bull, but compared yes. to pre bull, like this is a fucking crazy party. There's so much it happening. Is. Like Starbucks is is at this party, <laughs> like using the NFT reward program and like onboarding folks there, like building in a big way, attracting other like massive corporations to do shit on Polygon, which is fucking nuts. But then you have artists like Joe Peace who. Like earlier over the weekend had uh, a crazy, crazy release. This I don't know if you're familiar with Joe, but his each of his works is like a, a visual acid trip. You watch it and you're you just start tripping balls. His recent work, temporary, is just or everything is temporary. It is so so fucking good. I think it sold for like 120. Oh, um, he's an Adam representer. Adam represents Joe. Adam is is what Vincent Bando put together. And Vincent was the what BBD was the one that actually scooped the work, um, which is kind of funny. Like seeing that, I'm like, dude, you produce artists and they put out new work, and all you want to do is just fucking collect everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a funny predicament, but the, like this art, this energy, the activity that's it happening in this ghost town, like it's it's really cool to see and i think like that perspective and zooming out to see like yeah it's much there's fewer people here but still amazing things are happening i think that is, is a really important thing that the folks realize and, and temper the kind of negative sentiment of it being a relative ghost town yeah um yes relative certainly uh and dude by far more action going on and yeah, man, maybe I need to walk that statement back a little bit because we certainly have absorbed a lot of people who are in it to stay. And, dude, it's it's interesting. I'm sort of starting to see, like, you know, so I, I started, like, day trading shit coins and crypto, like, pretty early on, like, 2012, 2013, and did, like, you know, well enough to be able to fucking do whatever I do now and, and you know, quit my full-time job and, and enter the tech world. And, you know, I'm not uh you know one of these fucking bitcoin billionaires or anything but like was pretty good at like reading the markets and like noticing patterns and everything and I'm, i feel like i'm starting to see some of the same patterns now that like the nft market is more mature that i was like seeing in like the early altcoin uh days where you know everything went to you know basically zero for a little while there during some of these like real bad like bear markets where like shit just bottomed out like 90 percent or whatever uh, but there was like always this thing I noticed where like, you know, if you if the project is like still active and the builders are still building like and it has like any type of like anything going on for it, like most likely 
that market's not totally dead and will come back at some point. And I feel like I'm, if I'm looking at like some of the offers I'm getting, um, I still use uh, mint.fun. I don't know if there's a better one out there, but uh, at least I haven't gotten rugged by it yet. But it's, it sort of aggregates all the offers across all these different marketplaces and everything. And it's been really interesting to see a lot of these projects that I had completely written off as dead, like, you know, a year or two years ago or whatever, starting to get like low ball bids on them. And I, I assume they're coming from bots or whatever, but I'm like, huh, this is interesting because this project is either has some sort of like interesting relevancy to the context of NFTs or like, you know, someone out there is still working on it or something. And so it, it's uh, it's interesting to see that like sort of tokenomics pattern that uh, I, I felt like definitely happened with all coins and, and was then during the next like, you know, bull runs or whatever, these, you know, active projects that were sort of written off for dead, uh, you know, usually ended up doing all right. And, and I really hope to see that in the context of the NFT space, because dude, it's been like a long bear run, even at this point. And I know a lot of projects and people are like sort of bleeding out money by sticking around and trying to do their thing. Uh, and you hope to see that like rebound effect that like people appreciate the ones who have been sort of out there working on these like quote unquote dead projects uh, this entire time during the next run up and everything. But, but there's a lot of that going on around here. And I feel like that's cool and like very inspiring that, uh, there's a lot of broke motherfuckers still working on, uh, trying to make cool stuff. Uh, even though, you know, no one has as much change in their pocket as they did, uh, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever. Not totally, man. Um, but probably a good place to start wrapping up. Do you want to tease out what, folks can expect that the whip this week yeah dude we got um arden lucas in the house who uh i don't know if people remember a while ago he made uh the rizzle cloak which is actually just an experiment of his uh, he's trying to sort of bridge the gap between like physical and digital projects in like a very cool way uh and he's also the one who uh is doing the custom on chain chain shirts for people who own on chain chain so i i've known him for a long time and uh he's got a brilliant like web two uh clothing apparel setup called shirt car wash uh right now but he's always like doing interesting tinkering around with the interesting stuff in the overlap of like web three and metaverse uh and it's just like a fascinating dude so he's gonna do uh sort of like a screen share demo q a thing of what he's currently uh working on we're gonna be hosting it through uh our buddy jay got games bob ross parody land uh in fromosville so we'll be broadcasting that stream into there and then been talking with him he's cooking up some new stuff and we'll, we'll pass the mic over to him and check out what he's got going on and wander around uh, and check out the froze in fromosville Awesome, dude. Stokes for that. And a big shout out to Trislet and Token Smart fam and everyone who showed up and listening to us live record. Uh, Broca, Kamuf, Dragonade, Dragonade's mom, Acapella. A few other folks were hopping in and out of the stage. But uh, this is cool. I love doing this. Um, and then like the chatter in the live chat and real time is pretty cool to read and scroll through today as well. Oh, awesome. Shit. I didn't even know that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> I will go scroll. Yo. Yo, right on. Uh, dude, yeah, always fun to do this. Uh, good stuff coming up. I will see you at the weep at the at the weep. I will see you at the whip uh, live from East Denver. If anyone's at East Denver and wants to like hang out and do the whip live with me from I don't know somewhere there, uh, we should sync up.
same time, I guess, an hour or two earlier Denver time than I'm used to, but whatever. We'll figure it out. Cool. Later, y'all. Later, y'all. Peace.